Welcome to Minute Impossible. It's Friday. It's also Hat Day. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. Those of us that are wearing hats are named Jonathan. And Nathan. And Alex. I am Rick, and I am hatless, unfortunately. Rick, why are you not wearing a hat, man? Uh, For some reason, I couldn't find one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what happens on Fridays. Things get a little uh, weird, and now everyone has on hats. Well, it helps that Alex is recording from inside of a closet, so he was able to pull a hat out pretty quickly. I was able to find my Ushanka pretty uh, quickly, yes. Duh. Very good, comrade. Uh, Yes, dos vidanya, vodka. He's in his he's in his uh, traditional Russian hat. Yes. Uh, Nathan is in a cat hat. I'm the hat and the cat. He's hat and the cat. Rick is in his. Head. I call it my Chrome Dome look. It's my uh, Captain Phasma cosplay. Oh, it looks good. You're so shiny, shiny and chrome. And I have a mask that has uh, a horrible clown on it. <laughs> I brought it for my my nine year old. Jonathan is in his sexy mask. It's a super sexy mask. Uh, this minute is minute 60. Minute 60 begins with Donlo drinking the coffee that Claire spiked with some sort of liquid and ends with Claire placing a Viridian patch on Donlo's sh- shoulder. Uh, guys, we're into a lot of vent work. Mm-hmm. Donlo has drunk the drink that Claire has uh, poisoned. So hopefully the sweet release of death will come for <laughs> William Donlo soon. And he won't have to worry about his abysmal life anymore. He's married. Is he? Oh, no, he is married, isn't he? I do not believe that for a moment. She killed a married man. Well, I'm it's, married to my cats. Oh, yeah, that is definitely a wedding band. He's married I'm to his married work. married to my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a promise ring that I got from my cousin. You know who I'm married to? Uncle Sam. <laughs> I like that the headline is Intruder is Shot At. <laughs> Yeah, the paper he's reading, it says Intruder is shot. (laughs) (laughs) And on the back, there's an all-day sale. Well, yeah, that's how sales work. (laughs) That sale is only for two hours, but that one is for all day. I'm not from Virginia, and uh, do they read the Washington Post there uh, over some other Virginian-based... Is the Washington Post the the most prestigious paper in Virginia, I guess? Once you break Watergate, you're the most prestigious paper forever. All right. There's the New York Times. How close is Virginia to New York? Uh, seven <laughs> hours, give or take. All right, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking. What time is it? Uh, 12.48. What time is it in Central Time? 11.48. I'm in Mountain this Time. great. While uh, Claire has placed this patch on Dunlow's shoulder, Ethan is suction cupping his way up the wall of a ventilation shaft. Shaft. This has been famously disproven by Mythbusters. Alex talked about that last week, or yesterday. Last And uh, yes, your childhood was a lie. You cannot climb into a ventilation shaft. In actuality, Minute Impossible says, please don't even try to jump into a ventilation shaft. Usually they're too small. They usually have uh, metal rivets coming out of them for when they, when they actually uh, nail the sheet metal together. They're very uncomfortable. You can't climb through them. They're not smooth. And fire departments are called every year to cut dumbasses out of them who tried to crawl through them. So, and these are real fire departments. Yeah. They don't have Ving Rhames yeah. stuck in the back. Real fire departments, not fire departments. Guys, with- we haven't talked about him in like all week, but Ving Rhames is still stuck in the back of that fire engine. He's had 
He's had no contact with anybody inside the building. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. He's just sitting no there waiting. Comms, nothing. Just waiting. How's it going in there, guys? <laughs> Do I get a go or no go on this project? <laughs> If it's all the same to you guys, I see a churro vendor across the street. I'm going to just pop out, get something. I'll be right back. I'm going over to Arby's. They have the meats. (laughs) Virginia is known for their churros. He's using those awful suction cups. The ones that you have to kind of press the side of and then stick and then unstick. I kind of wish he had uh, smart gloves that were able to adhere to any surface. But he's not going to get those for another three movies, so that's where we are. That gecko technology. They uh, they go up into this vent, and uh, this is where we can unleash all of our vent information. Things about vents. Movies with vents. Vents. <laughs> I'm going to start with this question. Uh, let's start this off and then pick everybody's brain. What is your favorite vent scene from a movie? Well, I'll go with the low-hanging fruit. Obviously, Die Hard. <laughs> Where you've got John oh, McClane. That's, yeah, that's an easy one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crawling through, now he knows how a TV dinner feels and all of that. Okay. I liked the one in Cloverfield Lane. Did you see that? That's a good one, yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I'm going to be a, uh, a shameless publicist here and plug Galaxy Quest, which has a, a duct scene. It does. Is it a duct scene or a vent it's scene? It's a, a duct scene. Uh, it's more so than a right. vent scene, but... We'll take it. I'll allow it. Uh, I'm going to go with Alien from 1979. Mm. That's kind of the quintessential duct scene that I could remember, like the earliest one that really stuck with me and freaked me out. Because <laughs> that's the only one that I know of that actually makes me feel like I'm going to die in that duct. Actually, Die Hard does that too. I'm not claustrophobic, but I definitely don't like having my shoulders touch both sides of the vent. Mm. That freaks me out. Just thinking about that. I say John McClane really could have used some of these suction cup handle things because when he's hanging in that uh, that shaft, that vertical shaft by the uh, mm-hmm. gun strap, I guess, for lack of a better term, if he could, if he had added a couple of those suction handles, he would have done. Much better and probably not fallen as far. Maybe let's just wish shoes for John McClane instead of suction cups. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's go with basics like shoes with laces. Yeah. I really wanted him to find the guy who told him to take his shoes off and make fists with his toes. Just find him <laughs> at the end of the movie and be like, listen, buddy, your advice is crap. <laughs> well, you wouldn't feel claustrophobic in this uh, uh, air conditioning vent because it's massive. I guess. Yeah, this air conditioning vent is easily... It's actually gotten bigger from the shaft they climbed up. They climb up about a three-foot by three-foot shaft, and now he's in a, God, I don't know, four-foot wide by three-foot tall shaft. You could almost get on your knees on this. I've had apartments smaller than this. Yeah. He could be on his knees if he didn't have a backpack on. He could. But he's got those black mechanic gloves, too. Oh, the, yeah. This This movie actually made those famous. The black rubber gloves, because mm-hmm. hmm. I you had never seen. I can't remember a movie before this that showed him. And the fact that when he catches his own, uh, <laughs> wow, I almost said the wrong bodily fluid. <laughs> when he when he catches when he catches his own sweat in that one scene, that that iconic scene, it, that glove is 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 it is right in the middle, and it's like, oh, okay, those things are cool. Why can't I get cool black gloves? <laughs> I hope you were going to say spit. 
I was not. <laughs> it started with an S. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, dear. as he's climbing up this duct, as he gets past that vertical point, he then leaves the uh, suction cup climbers there and then starts to climb horizontally. I guess they've got it mapped out enough that they know they won't need them anymore. If you love something, let it go. Yeah, in the deleted scene that had Claire, they did have blueprints of the CIA headquarters, so they do know where they're going. Remember, they they weren't disavowed until like a day ago, so <laughs> they, they know this place, too. They've been there. When he gets to the end, he turns left and realizes, oh, there's a, there's a spinning fan there. I guess I'll go right. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was turning because he saw the fan or he just saw the fan and said, yep, fan on the left, turn right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know how Tom Cruise loves his fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does it all for the fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that and Lord Zenu, but <laughs> his face when he's pulling himself up is such a grimace, and I'm not saying that's not what it would look like. I think that's exactly what it looked like. But good for him to. I mean, lose Tom the Cruise has a lot of teeth to begin with, but they're really <laughs> on display here, and it's nice to know that Ethan Hunt brushes regularly because they are nice and white. <laughs> he dedicated this movie to his dentist. <laughs> And the fan in the <laughs> duct. His biggest fan. His biggest fan in the biggest duct. His biggest fan has a diameter of about four feet. <laughs> and we see a reoccurrence of something from an earlier earlier minutes. The Visco glasses. They're wearing the glasses with the little light on it that have a camera in it. Welcome back, Visco glasses. Although these these are, I think, the uh, a more slimmer, streamlined, stylish Visco glasses because the Ones early in the movie had much thicker frames, and these are a lot uh, thinner, more sleek. I think what happened is when they were in Prague, they had certain sets and certain props, mm-hmm. and then when they got to London to reshoot some of this stuff, the <laughs> everything kind of got a little streamlined. Uh, yeah, streamlined is a, a good word for it. <laughs> they said, I don't know. And he's like, why don't we just put a, I don't know, a little uh, light on the end of your glasses? What accent was sure. that? I don't know. <laughs> Let's just put a Lloyd on the end of these glasses. <laughs> that was somehow that worse. <laughs> no, it's better. That's not a glasses. That's a glasses. <laughs> That's not a light on a glasses. Yeah, they, they bring back the Visco glasses. So, yay. Another tech from an old tech. An old tech of the week. And then at uh, second 44, uh, we're back to Claire. We go back to Claire and Donlow. She's now reading her information and gently placing a mm, little square on the back of William Donlow's coat. For those of you that like Star Trek, it's a Viridian patch. It's a it's a patch of some kind that is able to be tracked. Mm. Mm. Probably not from one sector over, but I, I it's definitely not a it's not a GPS. I mean. It has to be chemically based because one, it's made out of fabric, but I can't tell what it is. They're lucky he didn't use a lint roller. Oh, he doesn't use a lint roller. He has tons of pets. Actually, uh, in the close-up, William Dunlow's jacket is immaculate. Yes, there's not even a a, a thing of dust on. That it. is beyond a close-up. That's like they got out the macro lens. <laughs> yeah, that you could see the weave <laughs> in the jacket. I say I got to I got to call shenanigans that a man who is a solid uh, five out of ten is sitting that close to a woman who is at least a, a nine and is not giving her like creepy eyes like the whole time. Well, he's married yeah. to his wife. She is he's wearing dead. a wedding band as well because <gasps> she's married. 
to right? her work. To Jim. Oh. Yeah, it's true. She's... Don't you have to... That's a little weird, though. I'm sure she just thought that, you know, this isn't going to hurt my cover yeah. to wear my wedding ring. Yeah. Actually, she looks like stenographer because she's going over her notes. And it looks like she... It looked like in a previous minute, we didn't mention it, it looks like maybe Arabic written in her notebook. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know enough about Arabic to know. It looks vaguely like Arabic. That's a good cover for her since she could definitely not cover up that French accent of hers. So yeah. if she's able to say, I'm a translator, I do French and Arabic, you know, and all that kind of stuff, that 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 would jive. Yeah, that was also another thing we didn't mention is of the three firefighters coming into the building, it's a good thing the one of them who's American decided to do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went in first. In, so Instead you know. of the two people with French accents who can't do other accents. <laughs> Well, of course, Jean Renault would have had a piece of gum in his mouth because when you chew the gum, it makes you look American. We learned that from the Godzilla movie. Hey there, hey there, Yankee boy. I hear you have fire. Oh, yes. Normal American, we do have fire. God bless America. Can you take me to that fire? Oh, how about them cowboys? The only fire I see is in your eyes. Oh, please. <laughs> Don't make me blush. And the CIA just completely forgot about those firefighters. Like Now they're all yep. missing. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, uh, what? Richard McIntyre up at the front desk is like, where the hell's Acker? <laughs> yeah, he probably locked himself in the stairwell again. <laughs> He's been gone for like 15 minutes. All he was supposed to do was take them to the storage closet. Acker strikes me as the kind of guy who once got stuck in a room because the door said pull, and he was busy pushing. <laughs> but his hair looks fabulous. Oh, yeah. Well, not now it doesn't. It was uh, it got Kriegered <laughs> a little earlier, so he's uh, he's he's passed out on the floor. Oh, you think Krieger, his- like, he's like, well, I took the knife out, so I might as well cut a little bit of his hair off. Just to- <laughs> as a trophy. I gotta do something. Ethan, I must tell you, when I was a child, my mother told me, when you take a knife out, you always must take a man's life. <laughs> never uh, never sheathe your knife without blood on it. Also, I, what I really wish had been the scene is you see in this minute Krieger pushing, uh, or in the last minute you see Krieger pushing Tom Cruise up into the vent. I wish he'd, after he'd pushed him up into the vent, take his knife over and stab at him. <laughs> Just for good measure. Just for good measure, like, I show you, stupid. Zero body count. My ass. <laughs> then later on when Ethan's like, little leave, and you hear, hey, somebody murdered this guy. <laughs> he like looks at Krieger, and Krieger's like, c'est la vie. <laughs> no one's going to find any bodies if there's no one to find a body. <laughs> there is no body left. Uh, Ethan actually gets up into the duct and then goes forward and Krieger's not following. He comes back down and Krieger's down there eating Acker. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get rid of the body and the evidence. Like, what are you doing? There was too much evidence. I I will gain his courage by eating him. (laughs) I I actually feel stupider for having eaten Acker. (laughs) I have a strange urge to put strings on a wall. <laughs> I now know the entire layout of the CAA headquarters from eating Acker. 
That you know what? That's a really good spy movie. Just about a cannibal who eats the people and but gets their knowledge from them. So it's like I Zombie. Is that Heroes? <laughs> Did I just name the season one of Heroes when what's his face where, eats where, people's brains? Where Spock was running around cutting people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. That's all I remember from that show. Where were we? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, they had placed they placed the patch on the back of uh, William Donlow. And that's where the minute ends. This minute ends with, uh, so now we've got everything in place. We can now track William Donlow. He's going to die. <laughs> so I don't know why tracking him is so important. We know where the vent is. We're in the vent. So the plan is all going according to plan. Of course, nothing will go wrong. And Luther is suffocating in the back <laughs> of the fire engine. <laughs> in a cloud of burrito farts. <laughs> Just radio in. I, I I just wanted to be in the movie a little bit more, you guys. You cut to me? Cut to me in here? <laughs> yeah, when he was peeking out that tiny window, he was looking for the camera crew because he was wondering why he wasn't on screen at the time. Yeah. Well, that was a normal size window. He's just that big. <laughs> He's a big dude. So, yeah, that's where this minute ends. And we'll, uh, we can go into tech of the app if anybody else has any other notes. You meant, so, we, so we've mentioned that he's the narrator on the Teletubbies? Yes. Okay. That came up. That's one of his. Uh, that's one of his IMDb's, and we brought Ooh. it up. We were like, mm, okay. And remember, this tech of the app can also. We can also talk about tech of the week after that. Comrade Alex. All right, I am going to cast my vote for Ethan's little uh, head flashlight thing that doesn't appear to actually illuminate anything. Visco glasses. No, 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 no. The the little the light on the side of his head. Yeah, uh, is that those They're are like the, actual... the Swiss Army knife of knife of glasses? No, they have everything. No, but those are. Is that actually part of the glasses as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, yeah, sure, fine. Those. Uh, unless these. Oh, you know what? I take it back. We will find out in later minutes. That is part of his headset that comes down to talking to. He's wearing normal glasses. Mm. I apologize. I will strike everything about it being Visco glasses from this no, episode. No, I thought they were Visco glasses because, uh, spoiler for future minutes, I believe Ving Rhames gets to see, excuse me, gets to see the camera angle of the the sweat hitting the glove. You know what? You're right. No, I think that camera is on the side of where that uh, light is. Oh, okay. I think it's a thing in his ear that goes over his ear. Mm-hmm. And it has a light on it, and it also has a headphone. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever. The we'll tech, come back and figure that out. Then I vote for the tech that's on Tom Cruise's head, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it may be called. So you vote for the flashlight. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, Nathan's voted for chairs before, so I have no problem with the flashlight. At least the flashlight's actual tech. There you go. It's true. I say, boy, Speaking I say, this is a flashlight on my head. <laughs> Speaking of Nathan, Nathan, yes. what do you think? I'm going to go with the hand handles that I think he used to remove glass from things or hold on to a plate of glass and that he's using to climb oh, with. suction cups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little little yeah, twisty suction cool. cups. It's pretty cool. You're like a low-tech Spider-Man. It's nice. Rick, what about you? I was looking at this minute, and I think the most impressive thing in it has to be Whatever magical Durasteel makes up those vents, because as they are army crawling their way through, those vents are dead silent. They are not flexing. They're not banging. 
They're not making any noise whatsoever, and they are just cruising right through. There's not a speck of dust in those air vents. So I don't know what kind of magic technology the CIA is using in their uh, air vents, but that has got to be some amazing technology. They're really spacious, and I, I guarantee you they're not made out of one sixteenth, you know, sheet metal or some mm. sort of tin or anything. Those things are those things have uh, <laughs> some sort of foundation underneath them. So yeah, that's good. Um, I'm actually going to go. None of you said it. The uh, the patch, we haven't seen it work yet, but I guarantee you it's going to tell us where William Donlow is for the rest of the episode <laughs> episodes. And so I I need to know where that wily little guy is because he's scary. And it helps you quit smoking. It'd be better if she stuck it to his face. <laughs> That'd improve his look. Just walked up to him and went, boop. Those are all four different ones. Uh, and now here's the most important thing. We all get to decide what the tech of the week has been. Go back into your mind, ca- castle, your and your memory castle, and figure out what you said before. It doesn't have to be something you said. It could be something someone else said that you thought was good. And uh, what do you think should be the tech of the week? Hmm. I'll go first while you guys are thinking. Uh, it is definitely Kittredge's uh, mega TV, TV wall. That's the best piece of tech we've seen this week. It is the most, in my mind, the most IMF, the most war games, the most CIA thing in this movie so far. Um, we haven't actually gotten any any uh, tech of that scale for any audio visuals. Everything we've seen has been really small TVs or watch TVs. The giant mega situation room TV is mine. Tech of the week. Yeah, I, I think I was leaning towards the same thing, towards Kittredge's mega TV. That's two votes for mega TV. What about you guys? You know, I don't necessarily want to go back to my first choice, but I kind of do. Because when I first mentioned the pressure floor, I was very focused on the fact that it lights up and it's very stylized. But, I mean, there's also the fact that there every panel on that floor has that super sensitive pressure technology so it not only is fun to look at but it serves a very functional purpose so i feel like it's got a bonus point for that i love it in a james bond way what about the pen from last time that squirts poison oh like the low-tech comedy yeah but i'm actually gonna go for the floor as well Mm. yep oh oh so oh we got a tie guys (sighs) this never happens (laughs) call your co-hosts see what he thinks i swear this never happens i'm so sorry (laughs) that's okay let me see if anyone is oh look guys guys jean renault is here and he would like to give his vote oh no i vote for the greatest tech in this episode it is emmanuel beret (laughs) she is the tech of the app jean that's disgusting we don't we don't do that on this <laughs> podcast. We we go with tech, actual tech. I want to <laughs> plug her in. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. French oh. are disgusting. They love their berets. Not all French. It's it's not the official standing of this podcast that all French people are terrible. That is not just Rick's. The official. Just Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, French people as impersonated by Americans are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, that that part's true. Well, uh, since we since we all tied and you guys were all doing me a favor, I'm going to say that both of us win. Everybody's a winner. Both the floor and the mega TV is the tech of the week. I like it. We did it, guys. We really did it. Hooray. Everybody's a winner. 
now that this week is over, we can get to the real important stuff. You guys could tell me about all the great podcasts you guys are doing yourselves. Let's start with uh, one of my co-hosts, Rick. All right. Well, if you have spent all week listening to my voice and you're not entirely tired of it, you can find more of me at MadMaxMinute.com, where I am one of the hosts of the Mad Max Minute podcast. We are going minute by minute through the Mad Max series of movies. I am not paid every time I say the words Mad, Max, and Minute, but it definitely sounds that way. You can find us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute on Facebook in our group, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone, and, of course, on iTunes and Google Play. All right, Nathan, you're next. That's my co- other co-host. You can find me at A Goofy Movie Minute, which is on iTunes and all that stuff. It's also on Facebook. And you can also find me at Calvin and Hobbes Cast, where I do a similar thing, but I go through Calvin and Hobbes strips by myself and describe what they what they are. It's just as good. If you don't have time to read a comic strip while you're driving to work, you know, listen to the Calvin and Hobbes cast. And it's just like picking up the Sunday funnies back in uh, the 80s. Minute Impossible does not condone reading a comic book while you're in a car. (laughs) Should be illegal. (laughs) And to our guest, the guest who has shown through this entire week, getting through both people being sick and having other people coming in and not knowing what's going on and being he's been such a great sport alex thompson plug away my friend yeah check us out uh galaxy quest minute we're uh basically the same thing as this only with the 1999 sci-fi comedy galaxy quest yeah check us out uh monday wednesday friday there are brand shiny new episodes uh jonathan has already been on as of this release rick will have been on and his episode will be coming out in the future. So <laughs> check us out. Woo. Woo! Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot, guys. This has been really fun. You can always catch us over at Minute Impossible on uh, Instagram, Min Impossible on Twitter, and The Impossible Minute Force on Facebook. For another week, I've been Jonathan. I'm Nathan. I'm Rick. And I'm Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex. I'm Alex. <laughs> This minute will self-destruct. Get better soon, Chris. down that sweet, sweet Teletubby booty? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What? God, I hope not.